Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. That was very directed and serious. This is welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, friends. And Steph, so great to connect as always. So great to connect as always. I have some exciting news, which is that we've received our very first Dear So-and-So question submission. Sh- shut up. Okay. Yes. All I'm right. excited. So, you want to um, hit me with it? I would love to start with this one. Yeah. Okay. okay. Dear So-and-So. I have a question about how to deal with my coworkers' shared unique hobby. Okay. In in my office, there are less than 10 people, mostly mm-hmm. white guys, myself included. Most of the others are super into turkey hunting, <laughs> like majorly into it. The only time my boss takes off from work is to go hunt, quote, gobblers in Kansas for two weeks in November. Those not taking time off arrive in camo every morning during the fall turkey season, having already gone out. In April this year... Uh, parentheses, did you know there are two turkey seasons a year? Of course um, I didn't know. Of course you didn't know. In April, every Zoom meeting started with a discussion of whether anybody, quote, got any good gobblers lately. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, have, okay, and- I will let you continue, but it's really hard for me to believe that turkey hunters call them gobblers. Apparently that's what they call them. They call them it's, gobblers. It's Getting good why gobblers I, lately? Why would I know the vernacular? Here Far right. be it from you. <laughs> Far be it for me to tell them I'm they're wrong, but... Yeah, but... Okay, well, you might share something in common with this writer, because they say next, I am the only person without turkey hunting experience. <laughs> All right, but... Twist. Secretly. Okay, but secretly, I want to hunt turkeys, too. Okay. So my questions are, one... How do I engage or not engage with the gobbler conversations? My wife says I should hold up our kids' stuffed turkey on Zoom and say, I got a gobbler. (laughs) (laughs) But would that make me seem even more out of touch than I am? Yes. Right. That one's easy. Yeah, definitely. Yes. But (laughs) that doesn't mean you shouldn't do do it. Oh, I don't think. Okay. (laughs) Finish that. Finish it. Finish it. Finish it. This is a question for you. So, okay. And two, how do I get them to invite me to go turkey hunting? Okay. I I do not think that you should hold up. Uh, I mean, I think you should do it. I think if it's like, if it feels like that would be funny to them, sure, hold up a turkey. But I, I, I like felt, I had an immediate feeling that it wouldn't be funny. Oh, Am no, I, I didn't really feel feeling that it wouldn't be funny. I don't, I think they should do it if it feels like it builds on their personal brand. Like if you want to be that guy that does dad jokes, then by all means do this. If it does, but if it doesn't feel authentic <laughs> to you, there's no reason to do it. It's like actually not funny. Oh I don't my think. god, build on your brand. Build on your personal brand at work. <laughs> I think if you're asking if you should, then then you shouldn't. Then you shouldn't. Right, 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 exactly, right. right. Your brand like you is would... only authentic if you do the thing without consulting two unqualified 30-something women with a podcast. Right, right, right. But one thing you might consider, it sounds like you have um, you have little ones because the little ones have the stuffed turkey. Maybe mm. hold up one of the children and say, yeah, I, um, I got a gobbler. <laughs> You don't like this at all. I love it. (laughs) Listen, I know your answer to when I say this. When I say I am deeply (laughs) unqualified. But nobody cares. nothing to do with it. Nobody cares. No one's asked you. Actually, someone has asked you. (laughs) It's true. Oh, my God. This was directed exactly at us. Oh, fuck me. 
Oh my god. Um, okay, how step would you one, get someone? You to buy camo. Step two, mm-hmm. you buy a gun. Step mm-hmm. three, you find out where they'll be hunting. Step oh, you just four, show up? you show up. Oh wow. Wow, wow, wow. I think you could just be like, guys, I'm jealous of all these cool gobblers y'all have been sharing. Yeah. Just I just demonstrate interest, like literally yes. just demonstrate any interest at all and I I guarantee they will invite you turkey hunting. I imagine so. I know. I don't think it, this, you have to put too much effort into it. It feels like it's it this caller is um framing it as if there's an exclusivity to this. Yeah. But We're skeptical of that exclusivity. I think that the hunting community is actually probably like wants you to join. Yeah. I think just be ask questions, be curious. And I think your questions will will let them know that you've never been and they'll demonstrate interest. So just ask. I would say this kills both questions with one stone, which is, uh, oh, God, I don't like using that um, (laughs) as a metaphor. Let's start again. I mm. think this solu- this is an elegant solution to both questions, which is um, how do I engage in these conversations? Ask questions. How do I get them to invite me turkey hunting? Demonstrate interest by yeah. asking questions. Yes. Yeah. Nailed it. Listen, um, <laughs> dear caller, mm-hmm. I love turkey jerky. So Ooh. let me just put put that out there that I would be delighted to receive some turkey jerky in the mail. If you reach out to us at dearsoandso.pizza, we will provide you with what you need to get us that turkey jerky. Which is a mailing address. <laughs> and I guess a pre- I'll, I'll send a prepaid postal code. Sure. Sure, Dang. I'll send that in. Heck and a yeah. thank you note when it arrives. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks. Let me find a light, a lighty but goodie. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one. <laughs> what is the appropriate way to grovel? Okay. I once stood up a former coworker for lunch by complete accident. Okay. The first and hopefully only time I have ever done so. I called and left a mortified message and sent a similarly remorseful email. I promised if he would give me another chance, lunch would be my treat, but frankly, this seemed insufficient. Should I send him an apology bouquet? A bottle of wine? I just feel terrible. What? <laughs> yeah. Just ask them out to lunch again. Yeah. What? Like this? I know. Part of this makes me think when they say this seems insufficient, I'm like, what proof do you have? Like, I'm yeah, I'm right. Like, like, has the other person said that this said is insufficient, anything? or are you like rattling around in your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are having like a lot of anxiety right now, and I totally uh-huh. get that. I have a lot mm-hmm. of social anxiety as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm here to sort of reconnect you to reality. This person <laughs> just either like needs to be asked again, or like just do some other nice thing. Can you clarify for me? like they missed a, did they just like ghost did they just not show up did they like blank yes. yeah, yeah they missed a um it was a former co-worker that's Got like it. the okay. other thing it's like not even someone in your office right. it's so just they don't... like an acquaintance who they ghosted on by accident and then apologize and then apologize, like they yeah. called after yeah and so the other person we don't have any information if they were like oh you know totally get like not a big deal right or, or if they or... have also ghosted and just haven't responded Right. I think sometimes also what happens in these situations is the other person sometimes doesn't see it as a huge deal. Right. So the response is like, oh, OK, cool. And then right. and then you call her or like, right. that, they didn't seem to like say it was OK. Yeah, like, then the they more, just said, ugh. oh, OK, cool. Like, And also the more you pile on, potentially the worse you're going to make them feel. I do want to add an encouragement of what not to do, yeah. which is do not send an edible arrangement. 
I just want to put that in there. I'm like meditating yeah. about it. I'm like, I, you're right. I know that in my heart that you're right, but I'm like trying to play out like, what would it look like? I am here to just like tell the world that edible arrangements are the official food of funerals. And oh anytime God. a friend loses a loved one, I immediately write to them and say, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I'm also so sorry for the number for of edible, edible arrangements <laughs> that you're about to receive. And Every single time I have received a text back with a photo of, of all the oh edible arrangements God. they've received. What the fuck do you think that I'm going to do with this fruit in a basket? That's like three feet by three feet. What? It, like, where can I fit that? You know what? My fridge is full of kugel. Kugel from everybody. And who inappropriately said, by the way, my kugel is better than Cheryl's. And then you say, listen, this is a somber event. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about this here. And I'm going to be honest. Her kugel was better. <laughs> she does make the best kugel. All right. Let me get outraged with you. You bet. This is, uh, this is I think, Karen feeding from Slate. My 11-year-old daughter is very bright, works hard, and is generally adored, adored by her teachers. Recently, one of her teachers pulled aside a small group of students, her being one of them, he told them that he and his co-teacher were like the, quote, bosses of a workplace, and this group of students were the, quote, star employees. The teachers were assigning each of these star employee seventh graders a small group of, quote, lower level employees, aka other seventh graders who <gasps> were deemed to be less bright and shiny. This group of students is to lead their respective small group in the material that they are learning. By default, this involves quite a bit of, quote, managing the, quote, second tier students. This is what? going quite poorly for my daughter. Her group is particularly squirrely. She's a year younger than her peers, a fact that most of them know. These 12 and 13 year olds don't want to be managed and instructed by an 11 year old, something that she is empathetic to herself. She says, I mean, I wouldn't want a group, my group leader to be a nine or 10 year old. Um, the teacher told the select group, in the real world, bosses don't like it if you come right to them with a problem. So if you have issues with certain people in your group, you can trade students with your coworkers, quote, coworkers <laughs> first. Big surprise, these other select students are unwilling to trade students with my daughter. My daughter also doesn't want to, quote, drop out of this position since she fears letting down the teacher. Am I wrong to think that what this teacher is doing is absurd and inappropriate? Should I do anything? you know you are not wrong yes you should do something oh my god do anything <laughs> just do something this is insane there's nothing wrong with putting different students in roles of leadership throughout right. the year there is no value in singling out students as like upper management also right I'm, yes i'm so disturbed by the fact <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the teacher has, like, laid this out like a fucking corporate workplace. Exactly. Like, it almost would be, like, a little more, like, palatable had they laid it out like a socialist government. <laughs> right, 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 right. Where it's just like, you're just sort of like a party bureaucrat. Um, Jesus, everything about this offends, it just offends all of my sensibilities. I want to tell these co-teachers to fuck off so badly. This yes. is so crazy. You're absolutely right. Like, you know, peer leadership is a great skill to learn, especially right? in middle school. Like, fuck yeah. When I say peer leadership is, is like an awesome tool, but also awesome for students who are identified as less successful. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, it's like yeah. nothing builds confidence. Like, 
Totally. Yeah, yeah, more than getting that chance. God. Not the chance to be a mid-level manager. And be, also, like, sort of tracked into, like... A, like a management middle or worse like working class <laughs> citizen at the tender age of 12 or 13 i know they didn't forever. even get the chance to like work up to boss no it is so weird it is so weird that these teachers like called their star students their start listen these kids know that they're doing better than their peers mm. all the kids know every kid in the class knows like who is kind of like successful in a traditional classroom setting and who's not they're right. like they've got their own pecking order it is literally your duty to disrupt that pecking order what's the answer though what should the parent do in this you know what I, like oh i the, see yeah the parent yeah, should the parent said should i do something and we're like yeah do anything but like what is what is the correct next move is it to like do you go to those co-teachers do you go to the principal do you like pen a letter i mean all of those are all of actually those. fine answers but i like, think also engage other i would engage other parents mm. like i would probably you know other I would, parents of mid-level of, management students <laughs> of whatever students like i bet there's friendships that cross these fucking corporate tiers um mm. i i just mean, like in the real world just like in the fucking real world Call, yeah. I mean, yeah, let the teachers know that you're concerned and that, like, if they're maybe opening, open to having a conversation with you about, I mean, like, listen, I have, I have friends that are teachers. I know that you get bombarded with parental mm. concern all the time. Yeah. I know people, um, you know, sort of undervalue your work and your expertise, quite frankly, like constantly. However, that does not change the fact that in this case, they're, they absolutely need their expertise questioned. Like, this is yes. actively harmful so yeah don't feel bad about being a nagging parent here this is crazy making crazy making and harmful stop here's one though from um you might have read this one because it's a re- kind of a recent new york times one um okay. it's not like from this month but it's like you know 2020 um mm. i supervise a team of three a former coworker, when he departed the office left his 365 days of amazing trivia calendar behind we have developed Ooh. the tradition of keeping score of our correct trivia answers for no reason sure our system is to forget about the calendar for several days then whoever remembers that we've forgotten about the calendar tears off all those forgotten days at once reads through mm. them alone and writes their initial on the page if they knew the answer does this make sense? Okay. So it's like there's sort of there's sort of like it's like oh we haven't they just checked are it like we haven't looked at it for a week right. so they pull off pull seven, off seven. Of them. what I don't quite understand so they're just reading them silently to and themselves and then thinking like do I know the answer and then okay. looking it up it. and then honestly reporting like oh I didn't know it was that or I thought it was this or yeah I sure, totally sure, sure. knew it was okay um, all right this person so you do it silently by yourself at your desk this person yeah. deposits the stack of sheets on someone else's desk who repeats the mm. process until all of us have had a chance to peruse the questions cute and then whoever gets around to it probably me probably caller tallies it all up and adds points to our ongoing scoreboard Mm. all right so cute thing um yeah a little office thing they're an office of three people so there's four people total in here okay oh yeah you got this makes all the more sense so you work with nobody with nobody okay so but this is the rub one of my team members is significantly older than the rest of us. We love mm. we love her, but also she is out of her mind and has never grasped the system. Whoa, zero oh, okay. to a, zero to sixty. 
I, I think. She, we love her, her but she is out of her mind and has yeah, never sure. crossed the system. We have to give her the pile of cards last because she will verbally to herself speculate about what the answer might be and then announce mm. to herself what the right answer was. Okay. Listening to her machinations, it is clear that she often does not guess the answer correctly. However, mm. when the pile comes back to be tallied, she has written her initials on all of the cards, indicating a 100% success rate. Great. We have asked her a few times um, not to announce the answers out loud, but no one has had the, quote, your success rate is suspicious conversation. She's mm. absolutely kicking our butts on the scoreboard. What to do? Anonymous from Denver. No. Nothing. Nothing. She's out of her mind. What you Who cares? already stated she's out of her mind. Yeah, you Why all know. On earth do you want to have a confrontation with one of the two people you work with who yeah. you've already explained to us is like off her rocker? Yeah, this is one of those situations where I actually don't have the tiny confrontation. <laughs> Who cares? Yes. Like, oh, there's so much there's so much ageism here. There's just so like clearly she Who thinks cares? that you she thinks people are initialing it when they've done it. Obviously. Like that's obviously yeah. what she thinks it is. Um if you're if you didn't if point that like out in the beginning. Try, I was right, gonna like, say if you'd like to try to explain that little detail to her in a non-aggressive manner, then by all means, but it also sort of sounds like you're probably not gonna change her. Well, I'm also skeptical that they can like deliver this information without sounding condescending and like people who mm. care very much about something that's not that important. It's true you know, because, like, because they're gonna go to her and say, Listen, we love you, but you're out of your mind. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa guys, step it this down. is like, not the way in which we encourage confrontation. You have to yeah. say three other positive things before you say you're out of your mind. Yeah. Let's practice, Steph. Oh, my we God. love you. We love you. Um, I, <laughs> you're so funny. You're so funny. You're great at your job. You're out of you're your out mind. Of your mind. <laughs> it feels like this is like... Um, you know, all the other coworkers are like in their twenties um, because I can't remember caring this much about my office culture since I was twenty-four. <laughs> quite frankly, right, right, right. And I know um, that like you all just know that her scores are incorrect. Like, who cares? Yeah, this doesn't lead to you getting a raise. And or like... uh, and or if she if you if she's expecting you to like throw her a party because she's has the highest success. Like like it's like oh you know she won the year or whatever. Throw her the party. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah. Way better, yeah. way more fun. For a moment, way also realize how annoying it is to have to be that like slightly older person. Oh God, working I, with twenty yes. year olds. Also, I'm gonna be mortified to find out she's forty. Right. Like they're like, we work with this oldie, significantly like f- older. Yeah, because you right. can't be more than twenty four. It sounds like she might. She might, for all you know, be um like punking you. You know, like she oh, might God. be trolling she's you. She's playing the best long game ever. I love it. I hope so. I can't wait till they see her out in public and she's not dressed in the like frumpy clothes right. that they normally associate her right. with. She's in like a really sleek black dress and or she's uh, rocking some leather or something. Like yeah. just like anything. Yeah, and just like on a date with some queer lady. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and you're like Oh, we got punked. I love it. And she's like, hi, guys, and then winks, and then <laughs> under her breath, mutters one of the questions out loud, and then her partner laughs knowingly. Okay. Okay. Dear Miss Manners, mm-hmm. while dining at a restaurant, my husband signaled our server to our table by saying, oh, miss, I'd like more coffee. I told him that addressing her in such a manner was no longer appropriate. Mm. But he countered that calling her by her first name or job title, such as a waitress, was even worse. 
How exactly does one address a server these days, particularly those who are female, without wandering into a minefield of words that could be considered outdated at best and offensive at worst? Normally, I ask people how they'd like to be addressed, but doing so while being served dinner does not seem appropriate either. Is that the end? Yep. Is this so hard? You just put up your hand and say, excuse me, loud enough that they can hear you. <laughs> like, I don't like what, what, right. what waiter doesn't know what, it, what waiter doesn't know that when someone says, excuse me, in a restaurant, pardon. that they're probably not talking. Yeah, pardon. Pardon. Like, literally any of those. Some more coffee? Yeah. Any of those sort of gender neutral things you say, what would yep. you say to a dude? Yeah. I mean, like, sir, what? I guess. I guess they'd say, sir. Yeah. Um, little boy, little boy, can you get me some more coffee? Um, I yes, just, it's so simple. It's you, so simple. You just interrupt you the just, way you interrupt other people when you don't say miss or other things. You also can. I used to be annoyed, I will admit, when customers would ask for my name. Mm-hmm. I used to feel it was... Just invasive uh, and yeah, a little bit not, invasive, yeah. and that it would be used to kind of like create um, a closeness that we didn't actually have right. yet. You right. know, like I do have a closeness with a lot of our patrons, but that's because it's built up by them tipping me excessive amounts of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, no. So you, but kind of, but you have a relationship. Yeah, they, you've they met them more paid, than once. They've yeah. paid for my pr- friendship, as I in a previous episode have explained how I pay for other people's friendships. Just slipping a $5 bill into their pocket when they go to hug me. That's exactly right. That's what you get when you befriend Alyssa. There's a lot in it for you. But but I actually, like, do... I feel now, Mm -hmm. especially having read this and, like, with a new frame of mind, that I'm Mm. not actually upset any longer when people ask my name. It's a way for them to feel more comfortable calling for me. And my response, actually, when customers ask what my name is is to turn it around and ask theirs. Sure. Because if we are building this, right. like, this quote-unquote closeness that I feel sharing my name gives, mm-hmm. I love the idea that I am reciprocating. That's really nice. And also, right? it, even if it's just a facade of friendship, because it's not. It's a transaction. Um, but you you extract the same thing from them that they've extracted from you. So it's like right. either it's very nice or it's cynical, but it's fair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Great. Manners, answer... Yeah. Is this. Oh boy. Gentle reader, etiquette exists to solve such problems, which is why Miss Manners slaps the hands metaphorically of people who actively <gasps> seek reasons to be offended. A Fuck waitress off. who takes offense at being called Miss, a perfectly proper and respectful form of address, should steal herself for less pleasant alternatives. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. And I and I like you. <laughs> right. I've based a show around you. I yeah. am disgusted by this and disgusted by the idea of a waitress should steal herself for less pleasant alternatives. Oh, someone called you miss? You know what they could have called you? So you should just be glad that they didn't say that. And the idea that manners, uh, did she say, oh no, that etiquette exists to solve such problems as if etiquette isn't a ever-changing, ebbing and flowing 
uh, like exactly. way in which to interact with the world as if it doesn't change from country to country and from even like state to state is so fucking insulting. I am outraged. Yeah, totally. Fuck you. A culture is a living thing. Etiquette is nonsense. Um, I mean, it's a it's a real thing. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but yes. this idea that it's like a it's static. Um, Static is fucking idiotic. Like all she's all she's sort of showing about herself is that she's fucking stupid, and and quite frankly, offensive. What do you got for me? I have this. I am thirty one and have an mm-hmm. identical twin brother. Mm. For a while, I've told my wife that none of her family members notice me or care about anything I do on Christmas Eve, but they insist on me attending. She told me that's not true. They genuinely like me and enjoy talking mm. to me. But I know that the only times they've included me, I had to basically insert myself into conversations and it feels awkward and unnatural. So I had a wager with my wife. Bring, (laughs) listen to this, bring my twin brother Steve instead of me and see if Mm. anyone notices. I purposely did not prep Steve on anything. He went in completely clueless. He knew why we were doing it and was game. I gave him $20. That was a parenthetical. Oh, yeah. Okay. The right move. Yeah. As I suspected, Steve... <laughs> pay, pay your friends. Pay, well, your twin. Pay your family. Pay your family to, to <laughs> do tiny experiments with your in-laws. <laughs> As I suspected, Steve confirmed that he wasn't approached all night. No one could tell he wasn't me. And I admitted... Uh, and he admitted he felt excluded. And he could only imagine how I felt. Here it comes. So this morning on Christmas, I invite Steve to join me. Normally, he's with my mom and dad every year, and, he, and he's, he's not married or in a relationship. They, oh they know about him, obviously, but didn't know about the switcheroo. That was when I revealed that last night, quote, I was Steve and expressed disappointment that nobody noticed and said, this is why I stopped trying. Nobody talks to me. Mm. My wife drew the line here. She was hoping we could have this. Um, we would keep this between the two of us as a funny <laughs> prank. But <laughs> right, so now now wife's like, oh, I uh, I wish you hadn't done that. Um, but how can I expect her family to see what jerks they've been if I don't expose it? Um, for what it's worth, Steve was fine. I I gotta say, there is a really huge missed opportunity here. <laughs> oh yeah, I, what is it? I'm so disappointed that this guy revealed he would he did he revealed too quick i I understand that feeling (laughs) of like haha you didn't get the prank but you know what the real prank is the real prank is the long prank years yes the next holiday you don't send your brother you just send somebody dressed like you who looks like you right next time somebody dressed like you who doesn't look like you and then the following time Uh, the closest dog that looks like you oh my god because you know when we were doing when I was talking with you about like best and worst lookalikes and we were coming up with yours my mom's worst is like this very specific dog from the Westminster dog show oh my god so like because my mom kind of has like that wonderful sort of like short shaggy brown mm-hmm. hair yeah. that some dog ears are. Sure. So like the the real long game would be the third time you send you hire for like probably ten thousand dollars a Westminster dog. I don't see why not. Money well spent. I think that he can still pull this off because I think like you let a couple Christmases go by. No big deal. Maybe someone mm. brings it up again. Maybe people start to engage you. I I 
promise you that after a few Christmases, they're going to be just as apathetic about you. Like they're, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think this <laughs> behavior like, is going to change. aren't changing. Right. Yeah, like you, can you, still, you can still do this. Yeah, you think you had like an intervention. They're just like, oh, we had an embarrassing moment. I think there's a whole chain of friends. Like it's like, you know, it's your, it's your brother. Then it's your close, the friend that looks like you the most. But then it's that person's friend that looks like them the most. And then that person's mm. friend, you know, like there's yeah, so yeah. many like and then, levels. And then that of, dog. And then the dog. Yeah. But if you can't get a Westminster dog show like finalist, then mm-hmm. it's not worth it. Probably like, true. It, yeah. No, it needs to be, to be clear. Yeah. It needs to be like um, or like an Instagram dog. <laughs> right. No, it needs to be a celebrity dog for sure. I just had a thought, Alyssa, that, um, yeah. you know, we all we only have one side of the story here. I kind of like I I don't know if you know people like this in your life, but they're sort of always like no one is interested in me. No one wants to be a friend, but they never ask people questions. You know, like, sure. they never, like, sort right. of, like, show any interest right. in other people. Yeah, you're like, invite me to something, and then I'll invite you. Right. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, totally. It, it also, right. I wouldn't be surprised if we, like, found out that this guy, like, doesn't really take an interest in actively participating in his wife's family's lives. Sure. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to, like, I, this is sad, and I bet there's a tango that two are playing. Um, mm-hmm. Either way, I don't, that doesn't change my opinion about the hijinks. Thanks for listening to the show today. You can find us at dearsoandso.pizza. Please feel free to send in any of your favorite advice column questions that you mine from the depths of the web. Oh my gosh, or yes. Your <laughs> Please, mine away. Mine away. Or your freshly created ones. Yeah, like we got today. And as always, Steph, yeah. it's been a pleasure chatting with you. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Our music is by Busy Hemphill. This is Dear So-and-So. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. I'm Steph Carp. See you next week. Bye. Bye.